Week four of football is in the books, the library books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week number five. Now, there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week five, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help make it rain. Don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all of you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any b-ball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNBR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNBR to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to the... That's Good Broncos Podcast. A Broncos podcast that doesn't reschedule it itself. We we show up. I'm Brandon Perna, here with Will Keys, always here for you. Uh, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up. And uh, you can take advantage of an exclusive offer through DraftKings are giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Um, on top of that great sign-up bonus, uh, DraftKings offers great odds, boosts every Sunday, so you can help make it rain. R-E-I-G-N is like a cool word for money co- going into your your banks so again code dnvr DraftKings, check it out will uh okay broncos fans wake up sunday morning like okay we're just gonna enjoy some football today because broncos patriots been moved to monday night monday afternoon which some people are bitching about for me it actually makes my sundays a little bit easier and it's nice to have a Broncos game to watch on Monday. So I was a little bit excited. Also, we've, we talked about it on this very podcast that the incubation period for players can go a few days. So that's why it's smart to, to move these games when you can because more positive tests happen. And that's exactly what happened this morning. And they announced Broncos Patriots canceled this week. But the surprise, the M. Night Shyamalan-type twist is they're going to just cancel the Broncos-Dolphins game and then have Broncos-Patriots this upcoming Sunday. Your feelings, besides the text that you sent me when you woke up that said, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it still sucks. 
like you said, waking up and getting that news was kind of a bummer. I'm staying yeah. at my parents' house right now, so I, so I woke up on a twin bed. My back was already hurting. I, I open up Twitter and find out that we're not even playing tomorrow. It's just a weird – it's a weird feeling, like, for the first time in your life, like, not even knowing if you can count on the games to be played. Usually, yeah. like, it's whether or not the team's going to show up, not whether the game's going to happen or not. So I, I really miss <laughs> the days – the days of olden when we yeah. can actually count on, uh, you know, 60 minutes of football we played. The, but the reliability is, is uh, no longer a, a guarantee. And weird day in football, too, because I want to talk about this after we get through the Broncos. Um, Alex Smith returns. So I had put up mm-hmm. a video tonight about his glorious return. I think everybody was excited to see him on the field, even though – he got sacked a shit ton of times. But then Dak Prescott breaks his leg in what looked like an injury. I'm not, I don't think it's as bad, but it looked like it could be as bad. Um, sure looked bad. It, I mean, when somebody's foot is sideways, like I'm was, not going to show the video. Like this. I'll his put the picture like up. His foot was like this. Yeah, it is, it is brutal. Um, so bad day for Cowboys fans. It, Maybe just bad. a cramp though. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> During the game, Romo at first was like, you're hoping this is just a cramp. And yeah. Then they, <laughs> while the, while his foot was like a different direction, a different yeah. cardinal direction from the rest of his leg. Yeah, I don't think he noticed that. There's right a chance away. it could be a cramp. Yeah. So <laughs> he, can predict, he can predict the plays that are about to happen, but he can't uh, predict, uh, you know, cramps versus literal uh, broken ankles. That's a – he is, he's basically the opposite of Troy Aikman, right? Who yeah. who predicted Sam Darnold would be out probably six, eight weeks with a broken collarbone, only to see Darnold return just a, a few minutes later in right. the game. Those Cowboy quarterbacks did not go to med school. No, I'll tell you what, don't guess about injuries. Uh, no, I mean, you could just say looks bad. Looks. Doesn't look good, Jim. Yeah. Doesn't um, look good. No. But before I, I, I said all that, you were about to say something. Do you remember what that was? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think, well, maybe I do. We have to get used to this. The unpredictability and yep. the chaos of the schedule. And it's hard to complain. Like Vic Fangio said, we're not whiners. We're not bitchers. We're not pussyfoots. That's right. Uh, we don't do any of that. So... I was actually, like you, really looking forward to seeing a 2 p.m. Monday game. I guess it would have been 3 p.m. your time. Yeah. But I just enjoy, like, the novelty of it, if nothing else. It's nice to have the Monday night doubleheaders. I think those are really fun. Um, I guess I'll just try to enjoy the Tuesday night game as well. Right. Okay. It will be interesting if there's (laughs) um, game seven of the finals, of the NBA finals going on. I mean, you'll know probably by the time you listen to this because I want to see what <laughs> what gets better ratings, Game 7 of the Finals or, or Bills-Titans. Ooh, I know what I'm watching. It's Bills-Titans. <laughs> I was watching uh, – oh, shit. What was the game – was it Buccaneers? Was it the Thursday night game that was going on with the Finals? I think that was um, – well, they played the Finals Friday, so I don't think it lined up. I was watching some football game 
that I knew most sports fans would much rather be watching basketball. And I was like, I'm so glad yeah. I'm watching football instead. Okay. Oh, it was the Packers 49ers game from last Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I also um, watched that game. <laughs> okay. So I want to just go through the NFL schedule changes that had to occur to accommodate them because like, the idea is at this point, maybe you need to have some time at the end of the year for makeup games. Right. Because right now they are able to reshuffle and reschedule things. But this working is based on the assumption that by the time you get to these makeup games, you don't have any issues like you are currently having, uh, which I don't think is feasible. But just to make this round work, like is the NFL going to do this shit every week? Uh, I don't even know how they do that, but here we go. Denver Broncos at Patriots will now be played week six on Sunday, October 18th at 1 p.m. The Chiefs and Bills week six game moved from Thursday, October 15th to Monday, October 19th. The New York Jets and Miami Dolphins game moves from week 10 to week six. The New York Jets at Los Angeles Chargers game moves from week six to week 11. The Jags at Chargers game moves from week eight to week seven. The Chargers at Broncos game moves from week 11 to week eight. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Dolphins game moves from week seven to week 10. The Dolphins at Broncos game moves from week six to week 11. Those are the changes because they had to, they, they had to move Broncos Patriots and uh, Chiefs Bills. So all of that from two, yeah. two games, basically, because the Bills and Titans will now play Tuesday. Uh, seems like a headache. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, the way to avoid this from the start would have been to cut the schedule to something like 14 games and then Which, add, you know, throw in a couple of flexible, flexible by weeks. I love, look, I love 16 games, too, and you know yeah. the owners don't want to give up <clears> – <throat> single game because they're going to uh to 17 games next season yep and they added how greedy does adding the playoff the extra wild card game this season look now right well i kind of like it if because that's a good reason to cut back to 14 games because you know you want a 16 game sample size to see who the best teams in the nfl are so if you go to 14 games then you get an actual you know i think a fair sample of uh playoff teams in the final bracket I don't know though it feels like this could have been I think they're doing a fine job as of right now with the constraints that they have because they just didn't build any flexibility into the schedule earlier and that's not to say that they couldn't add a, a week or two at the end of the season to to make up for things but you know what happens if say there's a game that needs to be made up, but it doesn't have playoff implications at the end yeah. of the year. Well, that's – I think what I was saying is like you don't – yeah, you just don't play those games. So, Broncos-Dolphins right. is a good example of a game you might not even need to fucking play. <laughs> just, exactly. Uh, I mean, Drew – here's the – Drew Locke's going to come back, so we'll get Drew Locke against the Patriots, Drew Locke against Cam Newton probably, which is going to be a much better uh, – matchup to watch uh, I don't want to be one of those Broncos fans bitching because the Patriots team is going to be a little bit better when they play 
I think the Broncos are going to be a lot better because they should get Noah Fant back. They sh- could get KJ Hamler back. Jeremiah Atauchu could be healthy, and maybe even AJ Boye. So I don't know. Maybe it works out for the Broncos, except for the part where they don't have a bye in the middle of the season where you really want it the most. Yeah, I mean to to practice all week for no game, and then have the NFL call that your bye week after the fact is pretty tough. It sucks so bad. So yeah, I think it, it was Brian on Twitter who made a perfect analogy. Like you go to school all week and do your homework. Yeah. And then at the end of the week, they tell you, oh, that was your spring break. Oh. Cool. Uh, yeah. Were we in Cancun this whole week? No, yeah, I mean, but. It's like they, they're just, they've, they've gaslighted 53 players at once. Yeah. I mean, that, that week is, that it's huge. You know, and especially you want your bye week as late in the season as possible. Yeah. As opposed to week five, which is the earliest I think you can have it now. Yeah, that when did that change? Because I heard on the NFL Network this morning, the season the Rams won the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, their bye week was week two. <laughs> God, that's awful. Yeah. That's so bad. Imagine getting a, a, a week one bye week. You have to wait an extra week to see your team play. That's uh, that's really blue blue balling the fans. Yeah, did they used to do week one by weeks? Oh, I don't think so. I think week two is about as early week as it two gets. Is early as they went. Huh. Yeah, which like, what's the point of that, really? Yeah, I mean, it worked for, worked out for the Rams, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they won the Super Bowl. The greatest show yeah. on turf, baby. But imagine if they had a normal bye week. They might have won two Super Bowls that year. Ooh. It's possible. They could have yeah, won. so where do you stand on the where do you stand on the all the injured Broncos players, Drew Locke, AJ Boye, No Fant, those guys back. But on the other side of the coin you have to play Cam. Yeah. On Gilmore. I like it. I mean, I like the better matchup in, in terms of entertainment value. I was, I mean, I will say like, I was curious to see how Brett Rippon would play in another week with the team. Right. But that curiosity doesn't outweigh how much I want to see Drew Locke back in the lineup and Drew Locke mm-hmm. going against a well-coached defense. So I am all in favor for that. And knowing, like, Drew Locke's probably going to have a little more help on offense than, you know, Brett Rippon would have had this week. I mean, we could have hyped up Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham versus Brett Rippon, you know, post-game recap as good as anybody. But Easily. Uh, Cam Newton, I've enjoyed watching him play as a Patriot so far. So uh, if the Broncos are, like, able to pull out that win with Drew Locke, I think it means a lot more to the the team right now and maybe I agree gets like some fans I don't know excited again about Broncos football if they lose you're like oh you've got a lot of excuses as to why so I'll I'll start making those up now (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay I'll get some uh I'll get some get some going ahead of time (laughs) yeah yeah I mean you want to see you want to see Drew Locke play as many games as possible yeah and For him to only miss two games after that shoulder injury, it's a pretty good, pretty good outcome. Yeah. I think. It would have been nice to 
get started against Miami for your first game back. But I, I mean, don't know. Would it? Just to find out what he's made of. Miami oh, yeah, scored. I mean, Miami played really well. So but they maybe, scored like over forty on the Niners today. You know, maybe let's let's frame it this way: We're not playing the Dolphins while they're red hot. Exactly. There we go. Broncos lucky to not play red hot Dolphins. <laughs> We've There's avoided the headline. Dolphins successfully. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to f- play Fitzpatrick when he's on one of these rolls. That's for sure. No. Nope. Fitzpatrick's like uh, every other week kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying I was thinking about it. Like you know when a good game's kind of coming. Like you it feels right. It feels like it's just about time. I was wondering if we could like create like an algorithm or a pattern to predict when he's going to become Fitz Magic randomly. So he's done it twice this season. He did it in that Thursday night game and he did it definitely did it uh today. Spoiler alert, he's going to be our big dick quarterback of the week. Ooh, hell yeah. That is nice. Did did uh, Garoppolo get benched in this game? Or was it because he was... He got benched. Hurt still? Yeah, he didn't re-injure himself, but Kyle Shanahan said that he pulled Garoppolo to protect him, which means he wasn't playing well, first of all. Right. And it didn't look right. So they figured, you know, we're down... 17 or whatever already let's not get our guy hurt he's not doing anything we probably put him out there too soon so let's put we'll let back in. clean up again yeah so we were only half wrong on that nick mullins versus jimmy garoppolo take earlier yeah we were wondering if, if nick mullins is better than jimmy garoppolo so mullins not good garoppolo might not be good as well. <laughs> so there's the real, uh, you know, silver yeah, lining. We've spun it into, you know, we're only half wrong, half right. I will say, uh, on our Patreon prediction episode, you took a lot of a swing. You took a lot of swings for the fences this week. Yeah, and I think the only one you've been right about so far was Dolphins 49ers. You gotta go out on a limb sometimes. <laughs> I should have picked the Raiders. Oh, you should have. You were thinking about it, weren't you? I think about every possibility in a given week. I thought. I think I picked – did I pick the Giants? I might have picked the Giants. Oh. I feel like I had a lot of – I swung for the fences and I had a lot of balls die out at the warning track. Yeah, I think you took uh, the who – the, who'd Carolina beat today? Was it Jacksonville? Uh, the Falcons. The Falcons. You took yeah. the Falcons. Should have done better. You took the Jags. You took the Colts over the Browns. That game we both thought was going to be close. I'm going to get a lead game. on you. Uh, but let's say you, watching this show, consider yourself very good at picking games. There we go, baby. Maybe you should use code DNVR when you sign up with DraftKings, America's best sports book, top-rated sports book app. Now, to add to the excitement of this week of football, DraftKings is bringing back their can't-miss offer. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to one. 
$1,000. That is enough money to buy you mm, enough Rogaine to grow a Ryan Fitzpatrick beard. And don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all of you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. I like the basketball supermarket. <laughs> oh, the most laughing you've ever heard in an ad read. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Promo code DNVR. For the one-time sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus compromised of a first-time deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-5. Two, two, four, seven, zero, zero. You've outdone yourself. Think about how much money you would have made if you if you picked the Raiders to win. Oh, that would have been a smart Wait, I play. saw I saw <clears throat> their uh, thirteen and a half point underdogs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's and they I'm ended not... up winning by eight. Yeah, they uh, their defense played pretty damn good. They got their offensive lines turning into a really solid unit. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's so weird watching like a Raiders Chiefs game and kind of wanting the Raiders to win, even though like in general I don't like the Raiders. I like the Raiders less. They're the one I hate the most in the AFC West, and I don't know why. So I like them less than I like the Chiefs, but I wanted the Raiders to beat the Chiefs just because I still am like, well, if the Broncos are going to get in the playoffs, Chiefs got to get a loss here. Uh, so it was nice to see it, and I've talked a lot of shit about the Raiders this season, so I'm going to have to eat some crow tomorrow. Um, Green too. What was, uh, what was your takeaway from that game? So Broncos fans thinking about when the Broncos are going to play the Raiders or the Chiefs. Uh, why do you think the Broncos could beat the Chiefs? And why should they worry about the Raiders? What a setup there. Yeah. I'm going to ignore the first question, why the Broncos think they should beat the Chiefs. I'm going to pretend you didn't ask that one. I think the Raiders are scary when Derek Carr airs it out. And he, they got Henry Henry Ruggs is back, and he averaged like 59 yards a catch today, well, which, uh, you yeah, know, last time I checked, it's pretty good. Didn't he only it's have like good. one catch, though? I think he had like two for 118. Oh, fuck. Something like that. Yeah. What the hell is with the NFL stats are not coming up today? The rookie wide receivers are playing out of their mind. This season? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to – hopefully I want to try to do a video about that this week because – Henry Ruggs had him, himself a game, finally. Uh, yep. Probably because he's healthy now, right? That helps. That and then helps. Ob the other guy, Chase Claypool, <laughs> <laughs> four touchdowns yeah, four, for the, the Steelers, which was like the first time in, I don't know, like 50 Didn't he get one called years. back, too, for pushing off? Uh, well, 
it could i think he stepped out of bounds so i don't think it would have been a touchdown but yeah uh it was a potential touchdown for sure that's great that they uh waited to call the push off until week five yeah hunter renfro had one catch for 42 yards Man, I mean, Derek Carr's like finally getting enough time. I thought oh, I, mean, I saw Colton Miller played really, really well. And, uh, you know, he's no longer the check down king after today, at least. Nope. Ruggs had two catches for 118 yards. So Ruggs averaged 59. Nelson Aguilar, two catches for 67 yards. Uh, Aguilar's been really, really good. Quiet. Yes. Aguilar? Yeah. Aguilar? Yeah, I mean, the Raiders are starting to – they're coming together as a team. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Devontae Booker, seven carries, yeah. 62 yards. Oh, yeah, he ripped off, a, ripped off a 43-yard yeah. uh, run today. It's oh, like, where, I hate – Where I, is that? Yeah, I hate, I hate to see him do that for the Raiders, but I like to see Booker succeed. Even Jason Witten, two catches, six yards, baby. It's oh, a game changer. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, Clyde's Edward Lair, just 40 yards. Yeah, I'm glad all the people uh, <laughs> who picked Clyde Edwards Lair, number one in their fantasy drafts, feel very, very stupid, as they should. I can't like how would you how could you go into a draft blindly taking a rookie in a non off season year? I think a lot of people were taking like the top three picks were Christian McCaffrey, Edwards Alaire, and then Miles Sanders, who I don't think scored a touchdown until today. Yeah, it, what was funny is I think in our pick'em episode we both kind of knocked uh, Henry Ruggs and Miles Sanders for production in like fantasy. And then they yeah. both had pretty big days today. So maybe maybe we're the cure for fixing underperforming players. Yeah, who should we complain about this week? I think we should stop complaining about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, yeah. No, I really liked what I saw out of him today. Yeah, he Scored was a touchdown. An underrated guy. Yeah. Didn't really get a lot of help from his blockers, but you know, it'll come. He'll start seeing the field a little bit better. Especially yes. against the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, oh, damn it. Okay, the Cowboys announced that uh, Dak suffered a compound fracture in his ankle, mm-hmm. uh, which is what it looked like. Maybe that's maybe the good news there is that break was all in the ankle area um, and not up further in his leg as well. Yeah. Because when I was looking at his leg, it looked like maybe the the top part of the bone that connects to the knee was also sideways, but sounds like it's not. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. Uh, And then I did see a funny Twitter exchange. So uh, Scooter Magruder, Cameron Magruder, big Cowboys fan, he tweeted, I have never felt this sad after a win. And then our friend Adam from Five Points tweets, imagine rooting for the team that lost. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Cowboys at least get the win, you know, in a game where they lost a lot more than that. Andy Dalton comes in. That hey, Give some credit to Andy Dalton. Acquisition looking smart. Yeah, I mean, 
Big that's why you get a guy like that for situations like this. It's a reason the Broncos <laughs> struggled with Jeff Driscoll. They thought they got their guy, but uh, Driscoll wasn't that that guy. Um, and Dak was like the biggest bright spot on that constantly losing Cowboys team. And then it kind of sucks to think about like he caught a touchdown in this game. They were playing well, on track to probably get their their first you know, or second win. He is done for the season, and then his t- you know his team also wins without him when he's been. Yeah, the guy who's kept him in so many games this year. Uh, it couldn't have happened like at a worse time, contract-wise. No, no, fuck yeah, that was probably his last play as a cowboy. Could I be. Imagine. Yeah, it's gonna be. He's gonna make a ton of money this off-season going somewhere else. Yeah, Injury notwithstanding. It's gonna be weird, or it's gonna be interesting to see what happens after this. Uh, and you and I do not like talking about the Dallas Cowboys because they get a, enough coverage, but yeah, they've, what's been happening to them this season has been, I don't know, one of the more interesting storylines. Yeah. I mean, they, they have beat, uh, two teams with a combined 0 and 10 record on last second field goals. So let's not get carried away. No, I'm not saying they're good. Yeah. I'm just saying they've been, they've been entertaining, they have been entertaining. Um, their Absolutely. defense got lucky that they played uh, your turn- turnover king. Oh, man. That was one of the most satisfying fumbles I've ever seen from <laughs> Daniel Jones. It was just so perfect the way it just came out at, as soon as, like, the defender made contact and the ball rolled perfectly to the other cowboy. And then, yeah, scooped mm. and returned for the touchdown. That was a uh, – that was a – Van Gogh of a fumble from Daniel Jones. They they just don't come better than that. Oh, a I Van Gogh of a fumble. Please put that in the script. <laughs> yeah, no, you love the you. I love like it's the Philip Rivers thing too, where oh, it makes us so happy when we see players consistently live up to their stereotypes. Yeah, like Phil, Phil threw two back-breaking interceptions today. That pick six was also so satisfying. Oh, because the defender was right there. You know, Phil saw him. You know, the the second Phil got rid of the ball, he was like, "Ah, it's a pick six. and pick the defender six. just broke on it perfectly. Yeah, the, it doesn't get better. the The defender had the angle on that play the entire time too. Yeah, and you, uh, you could see it. The like T.Y. Hilton could see it. Obviously, the corner saw it. The only person that didn't see it ahead of time was Phil. Yep, exactly. And then his second interception, uh, if you saw that, they were talking about how Sheldrick Redwine, who was a second-year player, was coming in for Ronnie Harrison, who got the pick six earlier. And this was, like, his first play of the game. And so they're, like, you know, introducing him like this. He's a second-year player from Miami. And then Phil throws it right to him on his first play. That was his first play of the season, of his career? I think it was just his first play of the game. Oh, damn. Yeah, but they like they were talking about him for like, you know, a good 30 seconds before the snap. Yeah, and that's like new guy coming in, you want to target that guy, veteran quarterback going to identify that mismatch. Oh, nope. Not if that guy's got position. <laughs> it's so fun because he throws all of his picks – like to zone coverage too, so they look so like funny. 
Like yeah. they're so clean. It's not like someone gets like out wrestled for the ball. Right. He just throws it to a defender that's facing him, which is always funnier. Yeah. I wonder how many picks Rivers th- has thrown to linebackers. Oh, he has to lead the NFL all time. That would be a good stat for somebody to find for us. Yeah, he was great at like <laughs> – it's just like uh, – uh, yeah, probably interceptions on screen passes too. <laughs> He's awesome at that. Oh, shit. Yeah, so the – okay, the Texans, they had a big win. The Ravens blew out the Bengals. Cardinals got Joe right because they played the Jets. Eagles-Steelers, that game was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our boy uh, Dave Damashek was sweating it out. Yeah. Well, because we did something about like, uh, you know, feeling good after they're up 17 points and then that disappeared real quick. That's a Twitter curse, man. You can't feel too good when when your team's got a a big lead. You got to just, you got to be cautiously optimistic for a full. I saw that the Steelers, a couple of things. I I saw the Steelers have never lost. When they've led by 17 or more at home. Oh, wow. Pretty impressive. And they haven't started 4-0 since 1979. Yeah. So. And they won the Super It was back-to-back years. 78 and 79, they had 4-0 starts, and they won the Super Bowl both of those years. Yeah, to think that they haven't started 4-0 in that long is pretty crazy. Yeah. No, that's that's they were dom- They were like, you know, obviously they won two Super Bowls in the 2000s, have you know, make the playoffs like two out of every three years. It feels like, you know, the last 25, 30 years, they're good in the nineties. That's just, that's kind of crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's also crazy to think about like Claypool being their first uh, player to catch four touchdowns since like 1969 or. Yeah. Yeah. 69. I think when they've had, you know, Antonio Brown, you would have thought maybe caught four, uh, Ward. Yeah, like there's been a lot of guys where you thought Yancey Thigpen. Oh, Yancey Thigpen. Yeah, you had Lynn Swan, who's overrated, and uh, John <laughs> Stallworth, who's the better player. I'm not surprised Lynn Swan never caught four touchdowns. I don't think he caught a pass outside of the Super Bowl. Ooh. Heath uh, Miller. Okay. Oh. Le'Veon Bell. Heath Miller carried some of my fantasy teams. That was like a. Uh, Oh, this guy's on the waiver wire still. Let me grab Heath, and he would just be like, forty yards, one touchdown every week. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's one of those guys you could set your watch to. Yeah, thirty-two yards, one touchdown. <laughs> always, it was always right in that range, and he'd always like. I don't think he ever scored a touchdown, uh, longer than six yards. No, he's like what Mike Evans is to Tom Brady right now. Yeah, Mike Evans before Tom Brady. Like, the best deep threat wide receiver in the NFL. Tom Brady comes in, can't really get many of those deep balls to him, but second and two on the goal line, Evans getting the touchdown. I think that's the new narrative we have to push is Tom Brady is holding back that offense. Oh, yeah. I love it. He's driving a Ferrari like 40, 45 miles an hour. (laughs) On the freeway right now. Yeah, I would be doing that too, though. Checking down to Ronald Jones every other play. Enough of that, Tom. Yeah, learn how to count to four, will you? Honestly, like, if the NFL had to uh, just completely blow up the season and figure something out, 
I would want to see maybe like uh, old man playoff bowl. So you get <laughs> Rivers, Breeze, Brady. Ooh, how is Roethlisberger? Can we just throw him into the mix yeah. there? Yeah, put him in there. Yeah, that's two NFC teams, right? Two AFC teams. Uh-huh. Just do a AFC championship game, NFC championship game, and then an old man Super Bowl. I love it. I think that's the way to go. That's the solution. You got to crack the code. There we go. Uh, who, wins? who wins in that? Who wins? Yeah. Ooh. Fuck. I think it's Ben at this point. Yeah. I think he's – his. I mean, his offense seems to be playing the best. And yeah, I, mean, I missed on that one. I thought that he played really poorly in two games last year, and I had no reason to believe he was going to be good this year after missing – you know, an extra yeah. 14 games last year. So it's not a crazy take. I was wrong. Yeah, it's so weird. He's 40 touchdowns this year and four picks. He had we'll, a, have like a, we'll have a five pick game coming up soon. That's that's kind of vintage Ben. I think oh. we've forgotten that he's he's due for just a terrible game coming up. Well, yeah. But well, here's the thing, though that was old Ben. That was old masturbating Ben. He gave up. Oh yeah, not the Ben that has found Christ. He found, he gave up all his his sins. And boy, talk about a guy who probably shouldn't be in the league for some of his sins. Uh, he has ridded himself of all bad deeds, and now he can play flawless football. Um, he probably should have masturbated more, if anything. <laughs> no shit. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, we will. Yeah, you know, I think I cut the fucking the joke out of the Broncos preview because uh, I was just trying to shave some time. Where we we put in like, if Drew Lock does end up playing, I'll just copy right. and paste this episode <laughs> yeah. and, and reshoot it. And now, now that like, now you Broncos have actually have to do preview, that. We got to do like something stupid for a preview part two. Yeah, we'll make it equally low effort, but you know we'll twist things around so that it makes sense yes. for us yes. to not have to work harder. Yes. Maybe we'll just do it a record like this with you and I. Maybe we'll get a guest on to help us. We'll figure it Ooh. out. I don't know. Do we uh, know I... any Patriots fans that? aren't insufferable oh uh, what's uh what's that one guy can't remember his name does really narrow it down there yep okay thanks for listening to that's good Broncos podcast where we can't remember anybody's names of guys that aren't football players uh good night what should <laughs> should be getting a keep to leave on this week so oh right yeah Stay keep your tuned. eyes keep your eyes peeled for that shit and keep your chains tucked below in your, your shirts in the front of your pants yeah like a dad with his shorts and polo t-shirt and good luck week four of football is in the books the library books and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week number five Now, there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. 
To add to the excitement of Week 5, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds, boosts, every Sunday to help make it rain. Don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all of you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any b-ball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNBR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.